Welcome back. Welcome back to the Monica Matthew Show. Happy Friday to you. End of another exciting week in this crazy country we live in. Crazy world, actually. Uh, Most of you can tell we are headed for a boiling point. We are here already. We have thousands, tens of thousands of children abandoned at our border. We have many more adults where they came from. Children literally being heaved over border walls. Um... We're watching really the implosion of the country as we've known her. Uh, Every single thing that the Democrats said they would do, they're doing. Leaving no stone unturned. So there's a part of me, I'll be honest with you, like with every single thing that occurs, I'm like, okay, awesome. There's something else. I'm not going to lie. Like I woke up this morning, though, I needed to call one of my best friends and say, Hey, I need encouragement because, you know, I'm as human as everyone else. And there's just only so much of this insanity, you know, because it's just this constant assault, which is what the enemy of our peace does. It's all, it's a barrage. That's how he works. That's how that kingdom works is to, to disrupt, to disturb, to deny you your peace. Right. So I, I had a, had a former pastor who would say to me, Monica, um, and actually Alvita said this to me just last week uh, on a prayer call, a national prayer call, and she was like, we were both introduced, and, and she was like, hey, don't let your, um, don't let go of your peace. Like, don't let him have, take your peace back. Like, that has to be an act of our will. But you first have to recognize that you've lost your peace. And really all you have to do is go through your own social media campaign or ask your kids. They'll tell you. They're usually pretty honest. Ask your stomach. How about your headaches? You know, your body will tell you whether or not you've lost your peace. Are you sleeping? Or are you up tweeting at 3.30 a.m. because you haven't gone to sleep yet? Because you can't. Because you're so worried. And what did Jesus say? What good does it do for us to worry? What can it add to your life? Well, it can add a lot of things, actually. But things like, you know, ulcers, migraines, um, compromised immune systems, cortisol drips in our adrenals, adrenal exhaustion, adrenal failure, heart failure, kidney failure, all kinds of organ failures, 13 systems, just kaflui. You know, we do have an infrastructure to our own temples. As we're talking about critical infrastructures of the country, um, or critical infrastructure, not plural, there's only one, right? We have multiple layers of our infrastructure. Well, your first layer begins with your immune system. And for those of you who are awake and can hear and see, you understand what's happening with the vaccines. You understand that a cytokine blast is not a good thing. It is not a good thing. You're talking about overloading your immune system. And I'm not a physician. There's my disclaimer. I'm not even close to a physician. 
Not even close. I don't even play one on the radio. I have worked in medicine, but that was another life. There's nothing like emergency medicine to cure you of, you know, freaking out over the little stuff. But I'm just telling you, your immune system is your first line of defense. And so when you're freaked out, Jesus is right. There's nothing that that is good that's going to be added to you. It's only going to subtract. Worry is going to rob you of your peace. And the enemy comes to do what? Steal, kill, and destroy. Yeah, not good. Not good at all. So I woke up this morning going, I'm done. Seriously? Like just, there was just one more thing. And I'd gotten this emergency message from Georgians yesterday who were like, you are not going to believe what is happening in our state. And I'm like, actually, I would though, because it's the GOP and it's the establishment and they still hate President Trump and they're going to do everything they can to ensure that he never comes back, which is fine. Let Let them do what they need to do, but you need to be standing there in a position, in an offensive position as opposed to defensive because that's what the GOP does. They're forever reacting. Forever. And so a lot of you are like, oh my gosh, what do you do? What do we do? Well, let me tell you the shenanigans that Georgia GOP chairs have county chairs have been up to. Right? So I get this call yesterday. They're like, you're not gonna believe this. Well, actually I will. But go ahead, try me. You know, just for fun size, let's do it. Try to shock me. <laughs> and there's like these rules that have been changed. Sound like anyone else we know? Oh yeah, don't let the establishment fool you of the Republicans. They're, they they can beat down their own people better than the DNC could think of on a good day. Trust me. Because they're just as power hungry as the Democrats. Yes, they are. They're little fiefdoms, right? At a county level. And so the rules have been changed. And not only have the rules been changed that you can no longer... Um, come to the floor and nominate or or make a change uh, to the rules. Nope, nope. You, it all has to be done beforehand. It has to go through rules. So the floor has been wiped out. Like there, there's nothing that can happen on the floor. This is according to several sources, multiple counties. Okay. Well, then this one particularly county in Georgia called Forsyth County, apparently they decided it was going to be a great idea to add uh, some technology to their county convention that's coming up next week. And all this is very, actually, theirs may actually be tomorrow. But I know, well, the entire state, I believed, was supposed to be um, next weekend. So they've decided to add technology. But are you ready for this? You have to have, they've since rescinded, they've retracted this this mandatory brouhaha of allowing Canada and other nations into our county elections by virtue of an app. So they were telling people, you're going to have to have a smartphone in order to vote for your county um, positions. You know, your, your delegates and others who are going to go to state. And then why is this so important? Because once people go to state, um, those folks are now in line inevitably at some point in the future you know, they're going to be your representatives 
who vote during the presidential. I'm skipping over a lot of things because here's my big beef. My big beef is this. Why on earth would you opt to use an app whose servers are in another nation, whose software comes from another nation, from a foreign entity? Who on earth told you that was a good idea? And there's not just one app that people are downloading and demanding that others show up with a $900 piece of equipment called a smartphone. And if you don't have one, 50-year-old and overs, too bad. Then you don't get to vote. Well, how is that even possible? How is that possible? This is why your precinct chairs are so important because your precinct chairs hold a lot of power. A lot. But my beef today is when are we going to learn that our, our elections are a matter of national security and your data being mined by these companies is not a good thing? Do you understand, and I can't get most of you to understand how dangerous it is to this country and your life and your loved ones for you to be on Facebook. I don't know how else to sound the alarm. And I'll be honest with you, I was I was a lot like many of you. I'm like, well, you know, especially raising a kid, really? Like, I've got all my pictures, and how am I supposed to invite people to parties? And look at what I ate today. Oh, and look how sad I am. And oh, I want everyone to celebrate me, and look at my sexy picture. I mean, all I get it. I get it. But after this election... And and being privy to more information than I've ever been privy to in my life and understanding what critical infrastructure really is and what it isn't, I cannot stress this enough. You wake up every day living an American nightmare with Biden, Kamala, and this stacked Supreme Court that you have to look forward to. There's now a commission that's being put forward. I mean, it is absolute insanity. We're being invaded. This is not just, oh, they're illegal immigrants. No, this is an invasion. And I'm not hysterical about it. I'm just telling you what it is. Again, call those things as they are so you can you can aptly deal with them, appropriately deal with them. And I've been shouting from the rooftops for you guys to get engaged on a county level so you can take your states back. I have something very cool that I am not at liberty to disclose right now, but it is it is a very cool piece of technology that is going to blow you away. And I know the president's working on some cool stuff. And I know Mike Lindell is launching his school, his cool stuff on Monday. But this stuff is amazeballs. You are going to flip. If you are involved on a county level in your GOP, you are going to flip out whenever we launch. There's a beta group going on right now. Very important beta group in this country. I'm not going to disclose. But once we work through this beta uh, period, it is on like Donkey Kong. You guys are going to flip out. I cannot stress it enough. I am so excited 
I mean, I saw it yesterday and I'm like, oh, like I'm literally kissing the screen of the gentleman who designed all of this. That's all I'm going to tell you. But it is going to be an absolute game changer for you. For you, the person who gets up and slogs their way over to, you know, Saturday breakfasts. Remember, it's not breakfasts, it's breakfasts. So for for all of you who are working hard, you grassroots people, oh, stop. Like, I'm just telling you, you're going to clamor over this because there's nothing like it. Nothing. Yep. Top secret. Lips are sealed until it's time for me to roll out with it. And once I do, you're going to flip your wigs. I'm not joking. Cannot stress that enough. Game changer. Now, as it relates to your ability to relate to one another and on a county level, it's insane. It is sick. I mean, it's just so God. It is so God. It is unbelievable. It will blow you away. I'm just telling you, it's going to blow you away. Okay, enough about that. I wish I had it now because God knows you guys could have used it, especially here in the state of Georgia with your conventions coming up. So here, here's my advice to you. You need to get on the phone with your county chairs. I immediately called David Schaefer, the Georgia chair of the GOP, and said, what in the actual Hades is going on? There's no way, because I was told that he mandated this, that he sanctioned it, rather. And I'm like, no, negative. I will pounce all over this office on a national level until somebody gets their head out of their behinds and tells these people that this is not a wise idea. Because guess what, folks? They're mining your data in other countries with these apps. They see what you're doing. They see who you're voting for. You can also manipulate things through software. Hello? I mean, it is like we're taking our cues from the Democrats for sure as an establishment. But you grassroots people are not. I'm very proud of you. You guys in Tennessee... Oh my gosh, the 12 counties that came out to see me that time. Wow, what a blessing that's been for the entire state of Tennessee. I had no idea. They have put the squeeze on their establishment in Tennessee. And as they were getting ready to, you know, have to switch from paper ballots to hardware, which they didn't want, to a software they didn't want, they were able to coalesce, come together, and squeeze. And that's what you need to be doing in your rural and suburban areas. You need to be putting the squeeze on your urban GOPs. And your high-density counties, you need to coalesce and put the squeeze on them. And don't back down. Don't be afraid. And no matter how many times they change the rules, here's an idea. Get with an attorney. Get with someone who understands Robert's rules of order inward and backward. Someone who is not establishment. I don't care if you have to put them on retainer. It is worth every penny. It would be worth every penny to you. Even if they're out of state. Even if they're out of state. You have to start beating these people at their own rules. At their own game. Cloak yourself in the rules. Your answers are in the rules. And that's how they get over on you. And they change things at the last minute. And they schedule things. And emails don't get sent out. 
and people, and they get sent to spam and executive committees get voted on in the middle of the night. You know, you have party stadium deals, if you will, that are performed in the middle of the night. Why do you think that is? They don't want Donald Trump back in office. I'm just telling you. They have, they feel like they have some God mandate to, you know, some Beth Moore mandate of holiness to keep the president out of office from ever returning to office. That's exactly what they think. You think I'm kidding. I'm not just being a sassy pants. That's exactly what they believe. That's the game they're playing. That's the end game. Some of you, speaking of end games, are kind of flipped out that the president has, uh, I think he's endorsed Waterboy today. Isn't that what I saw online? I think so. Some of you are like, why on earth would he have endorsed Marco Rubio? That's a good question. I don't know. I'm not in contact with the president, but if I was, I'd darn sure ask him. I mean, if we're getting rid of rhinos, we could start there, right? I mean, we are apparently trying to rid our house of rhinos. I know for sure President Trump's working hard on that. I know several people on his grassroots team that that are out here just working the nation. You guys are welcome to contact me anytime with shenanigans going on in your uh, respective counties. I don't care where you are in the country. We'll work it out together. I'm here for you. Uh, This means a lot to me. Um, And if you guys are willing to put in the effort that I'm willing to uh, connect resources, connect you to resources and to people who can help you in your efforts In the meantime, I want to give you some information for people that you can contact if you find that your leadership and your county leadership is is betraying the country by downloading certain apps that are there to make things easier for you because people, I guess, are just too lazy to continue to use paper ballots on a county level. Um, So they want to make it easy for you, right? And they're making it easier for everyone else, too. But I'm going to give you an address to... CISA. Some of you are not familiar with uh, CISA, but uh, CISA is an acronym, C-I-S-A. It is the uh, cybersecurity arm of the DHS. So they are cyber and infrastructure. Imagine that. So you can go to, here's the email address. This is for Georgia. Okay, this is region four. It is CISA, C-I-S-A, region four. This says one at hq.dhs.gov, okay? I'll also attach it to this podcast in my notes so you can uh, find it there. But all you need to do is just go to dhs.gov. Uh, you can also go to cisa.gov, c-i-s-a.gov, and you can look up your particular region, uh, I believe every state, could be county, I don't know, state for sure is going to have a different region. You can email them, you can call them as well, let them know what is going on and that you are concerned about the infrastructure of your elections in your respective counties. And you can put all of your leadership on notice that that's what you're going to do. Because this is serious. This is not this is not partisanship. This is not hokey pokey. We're not playing, you know, pick up sticks. This is not hopscotch. This is your freedom. This is your life. And it starts on a county level. It just does. It starts on your municipal level, for gosh sakes. How about our board of education? Have you seen the stuff we're pumping out in these kids? 
Have you seen this generation of children? Do you watch them online? Do you see what they're doing in college campuses? Do you understand that the 99% of Antifa is comprised of young people? How about BLM? Speaking of BLM, you got to love the doctor who was up there today at this uh, at the trial for uh, you know the canonized Floyd Saint 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 Floyd Saint George, and um, and he's like, well, actually, Mister Floyd had an enlarged heart. He had heart disease, and he had those drugs. And so the bottom line is, he's like, well, here's what happens to the heart once someone is in a stressful situation. You start pumping out cortisol, and you know, ultimately that in and of itself, you know, because of his heart, his, his pre-existing condition, that that is what killed him. In other words, if that exact scenario had occurred where someone's uh, knee was, and again, I saw where it was. I don't know where the pressure was on his neck. I don't know if it was on his jaw. I have no idea if it was on the back of his neck, like up around his traps. I, I, could not see it from my angle if you could more power to you and i'm not saying that it was you know the brightest move um or the most um ethical or humane not saying that at all whether or not it was criminal i'm not on that jury it's not for me to decide or you for that matter that's something i'm trying to get into the practice of many of you have um contacted me about Matt Gates as if I'm friends with Matt. I have no idea. I know nothing about Matt Gates other than he's a representative. And um and many of you, my listening audience, thought it would be really cool for us to date at one point in time. Ha ha <laughs> I think I'm a little out of his uh, age range. Not because I think he's a pedophile, but because I'm fifty and he's like thirty eight, so they are. Um but how disgusting for the entire, I mean, I see a lot of Republicans throwing, throwing him under the bus, too. Like, you guys have already, he's been indicted, he's been prosecuted, he's gone through the trial, he's already in cuffs, like, he's, you know, he's picking out his bunkmate. I mean, it's unbelievable how we do people in this day and age. And so, I'm, you know, people are like, do you think he's guilty? I'm like, I don't know. And to be honest with you, it, it doesn't really matter what I think at this point in time. I don't have all the evidence. I haven't seen the evidence in neither of you. All of it at this point is hearsay. So what that guy please deal <laughs> happens all the time. Doesn't mean it's true. Matt will still have to go through his own trial. And he should be able to do that. It's called due process in this country. I know it's, you know, archaic. It's almost like Latin. It is archaic. Like we're like, what? What's due process? I mean, all of us took a vote on Twitter you know, we took a poll on Twitter and decided that he was guilty. Why is he still here? I mean, that's the world in which we live. It's gross. So there's a billboard that's been taken out. It's like Matt, Gate want, Matt Gates wants to date your daughter or your teen daughter. I mean, gross stuff. This young lady turned 18, like, I don't know, a week after I think he had contact with her, if, if that's even true. If that's even true. Or the dude he's been running with, who I think is going to, and his name escapes me at the moment. I don't have my notes in front of me about that story. I wasn't even going to talk about it. But Greenberg, or I, I don't know. But the fact that this dude, you know, has issues, maybe. Who knows? Maybe not. Has he gone to trial? Is he just like, you know, being a sugar daddy is not a federal offense. It's not criminal unless they're under 18. Might make you a little, you know weird 
to some people. But we act like people haven't done this. Can we just get over ourselves for a second? We act like older men. There are cultures. I was raised Greek. Hello, Greek and German. Have you seen my big fat Greek wedding? Do you remember whenever Tula was at the table, right? And in in her uh, in her before she met the Osprey, and and her dad's like mm, trying to hook her up with like the old guy who's like slicking back the three strands of hair on his head, right? The wraparound. <laughs> She's looking at her mom like, oh my God, save me right now. No, me dad, I'm like, no, 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 no. Do not make me do this. And I'm laughing because I can relate because my father's like, well, yes, we're going to have a very nice Greek man. Not boy, because at that point they're old. We're going to have a Greek man, you know, take care of you. My dad didn't talk that way. I'm just kidding, but close. And so that was nothing new. My papu is like 500,000 years older than my yaya. So, (laughs) you know, it wasn't considered gross. It was paternal. It was husbandry. It was, you know, it was being a husband and, and father all rolled into one without, you know, being from Alabama incestuous about it. I love y'all. But seriously, there wasn't anything gross about it. It was, and I'm not talking 12-year-olds, so give me a break. I'm not talking Sharia law. I'm talking a grown adult woman at the age of 18. I know still teen is attached to that. I get it, okay? But it's not criminal. We have laws for a reason, even though no one seems to be exercising justice in this country from one side of the bench to the other. Dead. D-O-D. (laughs) D-O-A. Oh, I make myself laugh and I've got something in my contact and it just makes me hate pollen season, even though I love pollen season because God showed me a long time ago that this is how he breathes into the air and everything becomes beautiful again and and everything, uh, everything breeds. It's beautiful, right? So, all that to say, I don't know if Matt Gates is 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 a criminal or a pedophile. Who knows? And you don't either. None of us do. But I know this: it, it is it is it is not some foreign culture, you know, for there to be sugar daddies in the world. It's not criminal to be a sugar daddy. Well. Unless you're paying for sex, I guess, and that's happening, you know, in a state where prostitution is illegal. But then who gets to define prostitution? Because look at people who are on OnlyFans, and apparently these young women involved in this case were on OnlyFans. What is OnlyFans? Some of you are like, what the heck is that? Well, some of your girls and your your teenagers are on it. Some of your employees are on it. Believe it or not, just heard a story about that recently where this guy is, you know, an employee of someone, and, uh, and, and he apparently has been reported because he and his girlfriend like to have sex on OnlyFans, and they're making money doing it. And I'm like, well, how did this person know? <laughs> how did his employer find out? Or how did the person who told the employer find out? Someone's got to be looking at something. So OnlyFans, people go there and do a lot of freaky-deaky things. And it's apparently completely legal, as long as you're a legal age, to do so, and you're not being trafficked. And that happens too, I'm sure. But I mean, their account; these accounts are set up, and people pay to watch you do everything from stand there, paint your toenails, bend over, uh, strip tease, have sex, have sex with yourself. Yes, yes, America. Yes, this happens, and people pay for it. 
and girls pay their rent with it and, be, and girls pay their college tuition with it and they're no longer on stripper poles. They can do that right from the luxury of their own bedroom. That should really terrify you, actually. Some of you need to check your children's phones, like now, tonight, as soon as you listen to this. It's Friday. There's all kinds of wackadoo things going on. You might be surprised what you find. Just be prepared. But don't you dare shame that young person. You better pray before you get a hold of them. Pray before you get a hold of them, because what you say and how you approach it can make all the difference in the world. My little one came to me at a very young age and told me that she had accidentally, she typed in something about a Barbie doll. I don't know. And it took her to some Barbie dolls, all right. And it was like male Barbie dolls. Because you know the devil's going to file you any way he can, right? And apparently, I didn't—I guess I didn't have filters on our computers because I, I was always with her, I thought, when she was online. But she was homeschooled, so she was doing her schoolwork. And she finally... I mean, she was young, probably like 12, 13. And she comes to me, and she is in tears, and she's terrified. I'm like, what's wrong, baby? And she said, Mom, Mommy, um, I, and she took her like 10 minutes to get it out. I was like, sweetheart, it's okay. What's going on? Well, I just, I'm, I feel so bad, and I feel ashamed. And I'm like, okay, what? what's, what, and I don't want to be in trouble. And I'm like, what happened? And she told me. Thank God for the Holy Spirit, man. Thank God for the Holy Spirit, because that's the only way I could raise my daughter in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. Not kidding. And I just opened my arms, and I held her really tight and put her up in my lap and just rubbed her face. I was like, baby, no, we're not going to do that. That is the devil trying to make you feel bad. There's nothing to be ashamed of, and I'm so sorry that happened to you. I mean, I just, there was no way I was going to let her live with that kind of stain on her little soul, thinking that something was wrong with her, she was dirty, or she was in trouble. No way. No way. Now, she was 12 or 13, and it made an accident. You know, it it just totally stumbled upon crap online by mistake. Some of your kids might be involved in some stuff that, you know, might not be a mistake. (laughs) They may have actually signed up. And if you find that out, here's the minister in me just telling you, you need to pray about how you're going to address it because here's the deal. You are the only face and arms and mouth and heart of God that they're going to see. I cannot stress that enough. And so when your kids get entrapped and ensnared in the stuff of this world, I don't care how old they are. I don't care if they're 45. They come to you and they're like, okay, I've been having an affair with my secretary. I don't care what it is. You need to think. You need to pray and ask the Holy Spirit for wisdom so that you know what to say to bring healing and to bring righteousness into that situation. If you're going to bring God into your families, he's going to have to come through you. Whether you're a mother or a father, if you're going to bring God into your businesses, he's going to have to come through you. If you're going to bring God into politics, into your county shenanigans, 
he's going to have to come through you. Now, can God show up in the way of a burning bush? Well, of course he can. Could he have parted the seas without Moses having to smite the water? Of course he could have, but that wasn't how it went down. He used Moses. He uses us all the time. So why does it surprise you that you would have to be the arms and the hands and the We sing songs about it. We we love it whenever Jewel talks about it or sings about it. And these great songwriters, you know, we sing along and we wear our little WWJD bracelets and, you know, our little skinny jeans and smoke machines. And we're the world's greatest Christians. And it's wonderful. We're just so American Jesus-like, right? But then whenever it actually comes to praying to God for wisdom and knowing how God would handle any given situation because it's first been, um, it's been, it's been discussed. It has been written down in his word for you to actually take it in as a meal, digest it and have it become bone of your bone and flesh of your flesh. So whatever things come up in your life, you're, you're readily, equipped to contend with them going back to your peace being robbed again. You know, I'd gotten out of my prayer time habit the past couple of days. So no wonder my peace is rocked. You know, my peace is going to be rocked just like yours will when I'm not in fellowship with the Holy ghost and Jesus and my father. It's just going to be rocked. And so will yours. So please don't shame your loved ones, or anyone who comes to you when they've been ensnared. I've told you this story before. I'll tell you again really quickly because I have a feeling this is going to bless some of you out there, a lot of you actually, because I hear from you. And I'm very grateful whenever I hear from you and how God, how God, this is the blood of the lamb by the blood of the lamb and the word of my testimony. This is my testimony, but the only reason I have a testimony is because of God's faithfulness. Don't get it twisted. And whatever he's done for me, he'll do for you. That's absolutely true. It may look different. But if if he says he's going to bring you peace through his word, he will. He's not a liar. If he says he's going to forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness, he will. You know, it's not because he thinks I'm so much holier than you. Nope. He says his gifts are irrevocable and his calling. That's true for me and for you. (sighs) Equality began with God. We don't, I don't speak in terms of equity. The only person in this relationship that I have with Jesus who has equity in anything is the Lord because he gave all. He gave it all. There's nothing I could give other than my life, my temple, my body to him and his cause and his purposes, my mind, my ears, my mouth. It's really hard some days, especially if you follow me on Twitter. You have to forgive me before you ever get to my Twitter account, probably. But I'm growing from glory to glory. So back to my story. I asked my story. I had gotten myself ensnared in some stuff. I say I got myself. I mean, you know, it's always a setup from the enemy. Anytime there's a snare trap uh, set, it's because it's deliberate. It's like an IED. These things have been set deliberately, right? To just blow you up or maim you or stop you in your tracks in your battlefield, you know. I mean, it's just there to take you out, bottom line. And uh, it's a snare. And um, the word says that we get ensnared because, you know, we're all dragged away by our own lust. That's what it says about every man and every woman. So that's why it's important to really judge yourself and sit down and know yourself. 
when I say judge, I don't mean have a, you know, uh, what is it? Cat of nine tails or whatever that the, the whip it. Yeah, no, 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 none of that. No, no whips, no high heels in your, in your own back, your stilettos that some of you walk around on your own back with daily. Nope. None of that. That's not godly. And so all that self-flagellation stuff. No, this is sober judgment where it's like, man, I have an addiction to this. All right, father, what did you say? Jesus said, cast your addictions, cast your burdens. If you look up burdens and trail it back, trace it back, it's addictions, cast your addictions onto me. It's a man. It is a mandate. It is a command to cast your addictions upon the Lord. Why? Because I care for you is what he said. And he will help you. That is a promise. So I'm in a snare. I probably jumped in it knowing me. I was like, oh, look, it's a snare. And he smells good and looks good. And what? (laughs) And this was moons ago, by the way. (laughs) It's not recently. And so, thankfully, I've learned a little bit. But but boy, I've got some bruises. And some scars. Some of you do, too. But it's okay. We're beautiful in God's eyes, even with our scars. My baby's still beautiful to me, even with her scars. But never reject her because of her scars. And God will never reject you because of yours. He's not in the rejection business. He's in the redemption business. Amen. So I'm in a snare. I go to my pastors and they're like, I tell them what's going on. And they look at me and they go, we are so sorry that that's happened to you. And I'm sitting there like, what? <laughs> like, what do you mean you're sorry this has happened to me? Because I'm like, it didn't happen to me. Like, I chose it. Like, I ran right for the snare, jumped in head first, right? I didn't, this didn't just happen to me, but thank you. And and then they they actually shed tears for me and said, we're really sorry that happened to you. And we could see why that would be really easy for you to walk into. Oh my gosh, what? I mean, rivers of tears were flowing because they were the eyes and the mouth and the hands and the feet of God. They weren't there to condemn me. They weren't my executioners. They were there to rightly judge where I was in my life and how I got there. And they were there to instruct and to discipline, which meant to disciple me. I went out with a guy a few years ago, speaking of DHS, he actually worked for DHS and a nice man. And something he imparted to me that I I will never forget. And I love it because I get to share it with you. And I never thought of it this way. You know, he's military and uh, was part of CID, you know, criminal investigation. Um, unit and um and he so you think like he might be like a real toughie but whenever it came to his kids um he would talk about how he disciplined his kids and he's the one who brought it to my attention that uh the root of discipline is to disciple i was like oh my gosh wish i had known that i mean i knew it but i i but being a mama you know, I'm more about nurturing, right? And so I raised my daughter in the nurture and the admonition to admonish someone is actually a little bit, uh, a little bit of a more of a Brillo pad, if you will, than an exhortation or edification. To admonish is like a, it's like a, hey, bridges out warning. (laughs) 
do not cross this. I'm just telling you, cross it. This is what's going to happen. And that's what you do when you're a good parent. You disciple your children. I hope this is blessing some of you. Because some of y'all feel so out of control with your babies. And the world is out of control because the world has always been out of control. And the world will always be out of control. But if we have the mind of Christ, we don't have to live crazy in that chaos. So I've never forgotten that. And so they, they disciplined me in that moment as my pastors because they were discipling me. And my eyes opened to, oh my gosh, thank you for loving me. through. They, they certainly didn't sit there and say, oh, well, God understands your heart and it's okay. You know, it's all right that you're just, you know, shacked up and no, 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 there's none of that. Like no one was excusing anything. What they were saying is they were having mercy and we understand how you got there and and we see where you are and that it is bringing death to your life in every possible way. And God wants you to be restored. That is the church. That is triage. That is love. That is Christianity. That is speaking truth to people in love. That is not leaving people in their sin. It is not being the executioners of our brothers and sisters or the world. And it's not living in fear and condom. You better get right. God's going. If Jesus died tonight, where are you going to go? My, my answer to that is always this. Well, do you know where you're going? I mean, are you sure? Have you read the scripture that says that we're not supposed to sit around and talk about who went up and who went down? Hmm. I mean, do not step to me with that stuff. Are you sure if you died tonight? Well, I don't know. What have you died tonight? Where are you going? Let's focus on you. (laughs) That is not, I'm just, I don't like the spirit of fear. I don't like, I mean, reverence of God. Do I know that God can go, my life is over? Yeah. Do I know that he can go, and this whole world is over? Mm, Yeah, I know that too. Do I know that he holds the keys of hell and death? And, and banishment from light for eternity? Yep, sure do. Does that put a little bit of a quake in my bones? Sure does. But I can't, I can't come to him in, in ungodly fear. That is psychotic when people tell you that. You're supposed to fear the Lord. That's not what that means. And some people... They like being afraid. Not me, honey. I get mad. So if you want to keep me away from the Lord, just put some ungodly demonic fear in me about God because I've lived it. I have lived in that hell with the best of you. So that's why I talk about it a lot. I preach about it a lot because it is a living hell to fear God in an ungodly fear. It is straight from the belly of hell. It just is. And so does God want you to come to him? Would you want your children to come to you that way? Some of you, maybe. Maybe you do have a psychosis. I don't know. Some of you are just, you know, demonic. Yes, I know some of you listen who just have some devils that just need to be contended with. That's okay. Get in front of the Lord and deal with it. He'll take care of it. Not me. Get with a minister. Get some ministry. I don't believe in sitting on counseling couches for the rest of your life either, by the way. I believe it's a ministry. I believe in the Holy Spirit taking you from glory to glory. 
And I believe in the wisdom of counsel, godly counsel. I absolutely believe in that. If I've ever been on someone's couch, um, and I've only been on one in the past many, 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 many years, multiple decades, and that is a godly woman who I trust implicitly to always take me back to the Lord and has helped me navigate some things that I needed help with because I needed godly counsel. But all this, you know, got to be diagnosed with 25,000 different things to figure yourself out. You just sit in introspection and you're going to try to like be quiet and not hear anything or say anything. And I'm like, empty out your mind. I'm like, it never says that in scripture. It says you have the mind of Christ. It says to guard your mind, guard your thoughts. Never says empty out your mind. Breathe in, breathe out. And breathing is good, by the way. (laughs) There's a lot of health in breathing. Deep breathing is wonderful. If we would shut up and just breathe deeply in and out, our cells would be like, yes, oxygen. Breathe in the godly air and breathe out the stinky dink. Yes, breathe in godly thoughts, breathe out stinking thinking. (laughs) Awesome. But first you have to know what godly thoughts are. And you'll only find that in his word, in my humble opinion. I have no idea why I went there, but apparently God knows. So I hope that has blessed you. I started on a complete, I mean, I was on a war path yesterday when I got these messages where I'm like, what in the living hell is going on right now that our county chairs would go back to foreign interference in our county elections of delegates, executive committees, all of that. Are we really that lazy? Is our freedom that cheap? So I've given you numbers, who to call. Pray for your pray for your leaders, man, and the snares that so many of them are in. Whether they're willful or not, let's start there. You know, pray for God to have mercy. Extend mercy to these guys and gals and and, and pray that they repent in turn, and give them the truth, give them information, and then let them know that you're going to be contacting the right authorities on this, and you're going to start exercising your God-given and constitutional-given you know, laws and rights in this land while you still can, and that they're going to be on someone's radar for all kinds of interference in your account. I know that sounds ridiculous to some of you, but I cannot stress this enough you need to start paying attention to technology that you're using, all these little apps that you're downloading. It is dangerous, dangerous times we live in. So whoever's in a snare, I pray that if it's you, if you're in a snare of, I don't know, self-pity, come on, Holy Spirit, sadness, depression, unworthiness, self-unforgiveness, unforgiveness of others, Anger, rage, hatred, bitterness, self-destruction, confusion, uh, adultery, fornication, murder of the tongue, murder in your mind, murder in your heart, blasphemy, uh, any number of blasphemies, idolatry, covetousness, gluttony, self-loathing, self-hatred, jealousy, envy, all of that, fear. If you are in those snares, I pray that if you're in agreement with me, I pray that the Lord would show you the areas that you are ensnared and that by his grace and his unending mercy, 
that he would deliver you from those snares according to your faith and according to your confession to him, not me, but to him. If you have wronged someone and you can still go to that person, I highly encourage you to do that and ask for forgiveness if it's safe to do so. Do not put yourself in danger. Do not put yourself in a hostile environment. Do not, I am not advocating for that at all. Because I know how the devil works. He'd be like, oh, see, girl, she's saying that she's speaking to you. That's a sign from the Lord. You're supposed to call that rotten, you know, that rotten abuser. Nope. That's <laughs> not doo-doo as a devil. I'm not saying that at all. And maybe you just write something down and you release them to the Lord. You ask the Lord to forgive you for whatever you've done that's been wrong to other people. If you can make it right, go to your neighbor, go to your mother-in-law, your sister-in-law, friends, colleagues. You know, there's something you need to apologize for. And maybe you don't even have to give all the details. Just, hey, man, you know, I, I've held something in my heart against you, and I just I just want to let that go, and I want to let you go. And, they, and they're probably, what, what, what I do? What, what do you especially if it's a chick, dudes are going to be like, all right, man, hey, we're cool, whatever, we're down, <laughs> right? But girls are going to be, they're going to want all the details. Well, why would I do? What did you say? What was I wearing? Uh, well, did you tell anybody else? No, don't get entrapped in all that. Nope, nope. You have to use wisdom when you go to people about things you're apologizing for. Trust me on this. <laughs> but, and if they're gone, they're gone on with the Lord, just let them go in the spirit. Say it out loud. You know, Uncle Bob, Dad. You know, my mother-in-law, my daughter-in-law, whatever, Obama, Michelle, Michael, all them, you know, I just forgive you for wrecking our country for eight years. Those are the prayers I pray. I'm not kidding. I'm not being funny. Serious. And so you got to let people go. You got to let it go. That's our Lord's prayer, right? And so whatever you need to be released from today if you are in agreement with me and you have asked God to forgive you and you have forgiven others first in that order, then in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I stand in agreement with you in your faith and I humbly and boldly ask our Father to release you from the snares in your life that he is more than ready to release you from in his timing in accordance with his wisdom and his glory and his grace. And I thank you, Father, for taking my brothers and sisters from glory to glory, and that they too will overcome their enemy by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And Father, I thank you for removing all shame and hatred of self, bitterness towards self, Lord, um, any rejection of self, Lord, I just ask you right now in the name of Jesus, whoever's listening to me who just prayed that with me and released it and asked you to come into their heart and forgive them, to cleanse them from all unrighteousness, Lord, and to execute your justice on their life, which is to forgive, 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 and to cleanse, 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 and to create in them a clean heart, Lord, and a new restored mind as they fellowship with you daily. By the washing of the water of the word, renewing our minds daily, Father. I thank you that you take away these strong spiritual entities, Lord, these strongholds in their lives. 
that would keep them just glued to hell. I thank you that they are free and that he who um, the sun sets free, he or she, by the power of your word, which we've spoken here today in total and complete faith in you and trust in you that your word is not a lie and that your word will not return void, Father. So you know the sincerity of the person who just agreed with me. And I don't, but I know your sincerity. And I have to trust that every day I come to you with my own stuff. So I pray a special prayer of peace over every person who's listening to me tonight. A special prayer of joy, of renewed hope, renewed strength, renewed promises, renewed ideas, renewed prosperity and health in their bodies, their minds, their souls. And I pray for new restored national health and hope, Father. Thank you for not abandoning us. Thank you that you are still God. You are still on the throne. You are the only living God and that your eye is always on us, that you never sleep, and that we are the apple of your eye. I pray for every person who does not know you, who is listening. If someone, if you're calling someone to get to know you, I thank you, Father, that those doors are open wide. They're open wide, again, according to your grace and your mercy, which is new every morning. So I thank you for not giving up on that person who's listening to me right now who doesn't like you who may actually hate you, you know what's in their heart. The person who doesn't trust you, who's never believed in you, who has assigned the guilt of a really faulty body called the church uh, to you, or maybe faulty parents, faulty people, a faulty world, right? I thank you, Father, that your mercy is so much bigger than our wounds and all of our objections. I thank you that your grace and your mercy, your ways are just so much higher than ours. Your thoughts are so much higher and greater than ours. I thank you that we are your greatest creation. We are your greatest joy. We are your greatest hope. That we are your greatest allies in this crazy world that you have called us to come and occupy and to proclaim is yours so that whenever your son comes back, Father, that he will in fact find his kingdom intact the way that you saw it from the foundations of the world. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray. I give you all honor and glory and thanks. I thank you, Father. Thank you, and I bless you. I bless you for who you are and for your beauty. Thank you for allowing us to fellowship together in this podcast today. I had no idea it was going to go here, but you did. And so I thank you, Holy Spirit, for speaking through me and for saving souls, Lord, for turning lives around and for snatching people out of the pit, the snare of the enemy who so easily entangles us. So I thank you, Father, for this day. I thank you for your beauty, your beauty, Lord. We love you. Until next time, guys, in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Be good to your neighbor, beginning in your own mirror. Go to my website and buy some merchandise, too. <laughs> a cool t-shirt, a mug, a cap, whatever. Because it says, if you're an American, act like one and get ready for my tour. I want to hear from you guys. If you want me to come to your state with my new technology and all my good, positive, godly stuff, right? Uh, what did I say the other day? 
God first, but it's not the new world order. It's the, it's God's world order. All right. Until next time. Love you. Have a good weekend. Bye-bye.